Hi everyone, today I'm going to take you through the case study of Infosys on leveraging the global delivery model. The key to the success of Infosys has been its ability to leverage an innovative business model which is the global delivery model in order to help its clients economize on cost linked to information technology and software development. Before moving to the case study, I would request you to subscribe 5 minutes learning channel in YouTube in order to get my recent case study video updates on time. Also, this video is enabled with English subtitles for your better understanding. Now let's move to 1981, Mr. Murthy saw an opportunity to provide high quality IT services at low cost by employing talented but lesser paid engineers from India to serve clients in the developed world. He launched Infosys Technologies Limited with only 10,000 rupees, pulled from his family and six co-founders. The founding team had one inspiration to become the most respected company in the world. In the early years, Mr. Murthy faced tough hurdles. Infosys waited for a full year for government permission to purchase the company's first computer. Infosys maintained and updated its clients' mainframe systems as their business and IT requirements evolved. The company competed directly with US-based companies but at a substantial discount. Infosys had to establish credibility first by demonstrating its capabilities maintaining systems that were not mission critical. After Infosys had thus proved itself, clients began asking the company to handle more critical tasks and to take on the development of the customer software applications from scratch. The company began moving some of the project work from the client side to distant India. Early attempts at what Infosys later called its global delivery model achieved only limited success. Data links between the United States and India were essentially unavailable at that point of time. So Infosys sent software code back and forth by courier and fax. Because clients demanded tight timelines, Infosys teams could not simply remain idle during communication delays. So the programmers on site and in India worked on the same software application in parallel ways. Infosys established its first direct communication link to the United States in the year 1989, which was timely. In the early 90s, condition changed dramatically in the company's favor. After deregulation, telecommunications companies made massive investment in communication links from the rest of the world to India. Cost of using these links declined automatically and the economic potential of Infosys GDM started rising. Suddenly, it was possible to send software back and forth in the blink of an eye. Infosys could connect to mainframe in the United States from terminals in India and this enabled a new range of services to be delivered remotely, including ongoing maintenance and user support. Infosys growth continued through the 1990s, a decade in which the company passed a number of milestones, which is going public in the year 1993, 
opening the first Europe-based sales and winning contracts for developing mission-critical software for a very high-profile companies like Nordstrom and Nortel. From 1998 to 2001, revenue grew at over 80% per year. In the year 1999, Infosys hired its 300th employee and became the first India registered company to be listed in the Nasdaq. Its revenue that year reached 100 million US Mr. dollars. Mr. Murthy, describe the global delivery model is a model that splits a large task into multiple subtasks in two categories activities that have frequent interaction with customers and activities that have little interaction activities that have frequent interactions are necessarily delivered on site and activities that have little interaction with the customer are delivered from remote scalable process driven talent rich technology based cost competitive development centers in countries like india Mr. Murthy and his colleagues dedicated themselves to achieve complete mastery over the GDM. In particular, they worked to embed knowledge about the GDM in the company's formal system and processes. This was important to ensure the company maintained its low cost and high quality even as it is growing rapidly. Despite the GDM's ability to dramatically reduce cost, Many clients were apprehensive. Part of their fear was rooted in the complication of dealing with a foreign, unfamiliar culture 12 time zones away. Additionally, the GDM upset the long-established uncomfortable tradition of IT services professionals working on-site. Nonetheless, the GDM soon became a formidable competitive edge. In fact, it even delivered an unpredictable benefit. Clients were more aware of the necessity to be precise about their requirements and this improved a software development project efficiency regardless of where the biggest advantage was cost. But that advantage would erode in time under pressure from two trends. The first trend was rising wages in India. Infosys could not count on the seemingly inexhaustible supply of labor to last forever. Eventually, the demand of the burgeoning IT industry in India would outstrip the ability of Indian universities to produce software engineers. The second trend, which accelerated the first, was United States competitors like IBM. They started their own development centers in low-cost countries, including India. But this would take some time. These trends would play out slowly over a period of several years. Infosys' strategic imperative was to raise revenue per employee, either by increasing productivity or by increasing the price. In other words, revenue per employee had to go up dramatically. In the year 2001, Infosys generated $43,000 per employee. At that level, Infosys would have grown from 10,000 employees to 3 lakh employees to match Accenture's revenue of $13 billion. In Infosys competitive market, raising prices would be difficult without offering great value. Infosys could either launch new high-value services that commanded a higher price or offer greater value through better integration of multiple services. During that time, there was inevitable inefficiencies 
and misunderstandings at handoffs between consultants, application developers, and hardware service providers. In addition, handoffs allowed each service provider to avoid accountability. Thus, the first competitor able to offer seamless, integrated, end-to-end -end services and take full accountability for delivering the promised results would be able to command a hefty price at a time when Infosys revenue were just over $100 million. The company established an R&D group known as Software Engineering and Technologies Laboratories, which is also known as Set Labs. One of the group's main objective from launch was to leverage technology advances to generate significant gain in Infosys productivity in delivering projects. For example, Set Labs created a software toolkit known as Influx that facilitated the process of partnering with clients to understand and improve business processes. Setlabs established priorities by considering major trends in the evolution of the IT industries. With input from their own industry intelligence, conducting dialogues with partners such as Microsoft and Oracle, and having a conversation with industry analysts, and also by gathering feedback from Internal Technology Council, which is composed of 35 technology leaders from each of Infosys business units. Based on these inputs, Setlabs allocated funds to each of several major research themes. The central theme in Setlabs was making business process and IT infrastructure more agile so that they could be more readily modified as business conditions. Infosys pursued multiple paths to higher productivity. For example, the company was organized with an eye towards productivity keeping employees within the same IBU indefinitely so they could accumulate experience and become more efficient. In this manner, more senior employees could also leverage long-term client relationship in follow-on sales efforts. Infosys became a skilled at predicting how long each new project should take based on their past experience. They routinely set expectation for project teams a bit higher to motivate each project manager to find innovative ways to get the job done more quickly. In addition, each project team challenged itself to increase the fraction of work that was performed offshore. Although this did not reduce labor hours, but it did reduce cost. Putting pressure on programmer to write code quickly increased the incidence of errors finding way to reduce rework by catching errors, especially critical errors, sooner in the process also improved productivity. Sometimes this could be achieved through clever scheduling by assigning the best programmer to the most foundational element of an application and testing those modules early in the process. Infosys also purchased testing tools from outside software companies to improve error correction. Another powerful avenue for increasing productivity was increasing reuse of past work. Infosys invested heavily in its knowledge management system. Through it, the company's programmers could find similar problems that past project teams had tackled and occasionally borrow templates, frameworks, or even modules of code. 